Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing practical truths and convicting topics from God's Word. Join us in striving together to build a stronger love for God and love for others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. It's your host, Garrett, here with Dalton. And yes. Dalton, I know that you have a good story for us. So yeah. story time with with Uncle Dalton. Story time. Yeah. Let me get out yeah. the PJs, the blankie, <laughs> the passy. No, yeah, we have a good story. Okay. I don't know if, if you've ever had anything stolen on church property. I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I've, I lived next to the church yeah man. my whole growing up so you'd be surprised Absolutely. what people steal from churches what, i feel what like what if I've there's always, a what i've always said dalton is is you put the name of the church on it it's gonna get stolen <laughs> like as soon as you put the church's name on something it's god oh yeah it's god's so how about i just steal that nice yeah we've had a couple things stolen they stole a trailer from us a while back we haven't seen it since but back to the story so okay. we went to a staff meeting last week and, and the principal said, Hey, uh, Dalton, I want to show you something. So he pulls out his phone and it's a surveillance camera for the front of our church building. And if, I guess, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Garrett, but uh, we have some flags um, in the very front, kind of like a memorial. Mm-hmm. And then we have like flowers on those and pots and vases. Very nice. And we switch out those decorations but he shows me this video and this this guy in this truck pulls up at 2.30 in the morning, okay? Hops outside of his truck, kind of looks around. Very identify. You can identify that truck. Like, it stands out, okay? He kind of looks around and he goes and he, and he tries to steal some of our potted plants. and But he okay. can't pick them up. They're too heavy. <laughs> so he goes from one to another and picks them up. Finally, he steals. Get this. A thirty dollar, or I mean, a thirty year old plastic vase pot. I, it's been out there for thirty years, and there's fake wow. flowers. And he just throws them on the ground, and then looks around. A police car goes by on the highway, and he hides behind his truck <laughs> <laughs> and steals it. And so that's stupid. And so we've been we've been talking about it all week. Of all and things, flowers. I know plastic. No, but he threw the flowers out. He just, and he just took wanted a the plastic plastic pot. Oh my goodness. So definitely level of intelligence was not there. So we have him yeah. on camera. So we we're going to keep our eye out. And the lady that decorates for the church, her and her husband mm-hmm. are outside, I think yesterday. And they just look, and we have like a food box, at the front of the highway. And we see the truck. He's getting food out of our pantry. So yeah. the man from our church walks down there. He's like, Hey man, um, you don't see a lot of trucks like this in town, right? He's like, yeah. And basically in a roundabout way, talked to him and said, yeah, um, we found out there's someone that stole something at our church. And he didn't he didn't say it was him. He didn't say that you were the one. And in conversation, the guy who stole it was like, now, because we said we had the license plate number. We're going to go to the police if it doesn't return. Mm-hmm. He's like, now, if this person that happened to steal the pot, if he were, returned it, what what would happen? You're like, oh well, we would just be happy you returned it. And so <laughs> we leave and and or they leave and, and they come back that day and buy one of the doors as a pot. 
but he returned the wrong one. So I don't. I, we don't know who so it is. Someone else's. Probably another church's. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they probably got the Catholic Church pot. So Man. they left a note in there saying, "Please return the right pot. Um, may God be your judge or guide or something." <laughs> Isn't that People do the craziest things, man. Man, if I'm still they, in something, I'm still in something, not a pot. Right. They they do the craziest thing. It. I, I'm now reminded. I was going to share a different story, Uh-oh. but uh, sure. when, when I was home from college, I think it was my freshman year. Uh, our our town has gotten really bad in Parkersburg, where I grew up. It's gotten really bad about drugs and and just mm. really really gone downhill, mm. and. Uh, there by the church, we we would have stuff missing every so often. Like to be honest with you, a lot of it was from church members that just like walk <laughs> off with tools and no ladders, way. and yeah, absolutely. Like it's not even like they even tried to hide it. Well, one of one of the guys in our church, he had went to Bible college. He'd come home and he wanted to help, just the different odd things around the church, right? And so he asked if he could wash like all the buses and and the church van that we had. So my dad's like, yeah, that, that'd be fine. That'd be a big help. So he does it. And I, I think he went and maybe got an oil change like in the, in the van, uh, like 15 passenger van. And I remember I'm, I'm home and I, I'm getting ready to leave for college, like in a couple of, couple of days uh, to go back. And my dad came home and, and he's like, Hey, have you guys seen the church van? And from our, our house, you could look out the window and you could see the church van in the church parking lot. I was like, I haven't seen it. And he's like, man, uh, this guy at our church, Willie, he's like, Willie had it and, and, uh, washed it and stuff. And it looked really nice. Well, I don't remember all of the details <laughs> of what happened, but, but time about a week had went by and nobody had the church van. Nobody knew where it was at. So we're like, it had to have been stolen. So probably about three weeks later, I'm already off at of college. And I asked my, my mom, I'm like, Hey, did you guys ever figure out what happened to the church van? She's like, Oh yeah. We didn't tell you about that. I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, uh, they found it on the, on the North side of Parkersburg at a motel and they had turned it into a mobile meth lab. Oh man. People I... stole the church van <laughs> and made it to a mobile meth lab. And they had like, they had uh, tearing, tore out all the seats. They had painted all the, the spray painted the van gray. It was a blue van. And uh, yeah, it had all sorts of cabinets in there. There was needles wow. all over the, the carpet. It was nice. crazy, man. Now, so, do y'all still we always use joke? Van? No, no. Oh, come on now. We totaled it out. It was in our bus garage for a long time, but we ended up totaling it out, getting another one. But we joked with the guy, Willie. Uh, he, he's a <laughs> character. And we're like, Willie, you made it look so nice that someone wanted to steal it. <laughs> I mean, it was a church van. So yeah. that's crazy, man. I mean, people will do the craziest things oh, yeah. at a church and, and take the, the wildest things. Like our garage was always is connected to our church bus garage and so people would go into our garage and just borrow tools you know <laughs> from my dad's toolboxes and all man, sorts of stuff man it was, it was crazy man can i tell you one more real quick absolutely real fast just we, we've had some crazy stories at, at the church but this happened about a year ago it was during it was on saturday we have church visitation we all meet together it must have been mm-hmm. right after we left because the doors are unlocked but on camera there's a we were watching surveillance surveillance uh, video of, of this guy he just walks in he goes inside the auditorium there's no one in there of course and he steals a guitar from you know we have a guitar up there by the piano and they play while we're you know doing the hymns and stuff mm-hmm. 
But get this, before he stole it, he went down to the altar and like prayed. (laughs) (laughs) Almost like, Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do. Um, But he prayed at the altar and then he stole the guitar. So um, they eventually found it and found the guy and he returned it. Oh, good. But but if you you go to steal something, make sure you pray and ask for forgiveness. Right. I feel like if you're a church doing your job, you have to have stories like that. Oh, yeah. Like there's gonna be some crazy people that come along the line. Oh yeah, that is that is wild, man. So yeah, I, I was gonna tell a story about a clown walking out of Walmart, but I'll save <laughs> that for another different, day. Different twist. Yeah, leave you on a on a cliffhanger there. But uh, today we want to continue our discussion uh, that we started last week, and it was about the prodigal son, and we want to pick up where we left off in uh, Luke chapter number fifteen. And if you have your Bible and you're able to. Uh, we'd encourage you to follow along. Uh, we stopped on verse 18, so we want to read the rest of this chapter here. Uh, I'll be reading verses 19 through 25, and, and the Bible says in Luke 15, 19, it says, am I, not, uh, am I no more worthy to be called thy son? Make me as one of thy hired servants. This is the prodigal son as he's returned and come back to the father. And, and he said, and he arose and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh into the house, he heard music and dancing. And Dalton, go ahead and pick up in verse 26. Yeah, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in. And therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, and neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother is dead, and is alive again, and was lost, and is found. So, so right there, Garrett kind of concludes the, the parable that that we uh, started on last week. Um, the the younger son went out and received his his living, his inheritance, and says that he wasted it on righteous living. And he hit rock bottom. A famine comes. He finds himself in a bad place. And when he comes to himself, he returns to his father's house. And this is where we kind of resume back to where we are. Uh, is right here he resumes he sees the father the father gladly accepts him and then we have the oldest son that also received his inheritance who stayed with the dad who's working with him and we see his reaction to his his brother returning home and gary i I don't know i I think we can be very guilty as christians having the same reaction to other people and garrett maybe maybe not you but uh, we can look at ourselves and say you know i'm i'm doing what's right Uh, why should i be happy this person here is, is doing wicked and, and has done the wrong things, and yet we're celebrating that he's back. Garrett, maybe you can uh, bring us into this uh, conversation. Sure. 
Yeah, I, I can see definitely where the son that has stayed, the elder son, where he's coming from. Um, many times it seems like when I was a teenager and somebody fell away from the Lord, and when they fell away from the Lord, they uh, came back, and, and it seemed like there were almost a greater story, and the attention was on them. And I, I can see where he he's coming from, you know, where it's, it's almost like, oh man, I I've stayed, I've done the right thing and, and done what my father wants me to do. But uh, we're throwing this party for somebody who's went off and, and he's wasted everything that's been given to him and he's wasting time. And like we talked about last week and uh, you know, the son had come to himself, but you know, Dalton, I, I find probably the most interesting part of this story to me is about this elder son. And with the elder son, he, he was physically in the right place. You know, he never left the father's house. He was in church, if you want to say in, in mm. these day and age, right? He, he never had left. He never went into the far country. He never went to the world. And he was busy. He was working. It says he was, you know, in the fields. And, and I'm sure he was thinking, man, I've been in, this field, in these fields working and doing what I'm supposed to do and what my father wants. And now they're going to throw this party for somebody who wasted all this, all this time but now they've come back. You know, the reality of it is, is uh, as a Christian and, and somebody who I've never went into the world, Dalton, I've never, I've never had a long extended period of time where I didn't want to do God's will. You know, I had my moments here and there, but I really have wanted to accomplish God's will, but there are, there are those that have left, but, but for me, I've, I've never left, but it's easy for me to come is what I call him uh, a religious prodigal. Yeah. And even though he physically never left in his heart, he left the father and the purpose that he had and the attitude and, and the joy that he was supposed to have by serving the father. And something I find interesting at the end of the passage, it says, you know, this, this uh, son, this elder son that had stayed, it said he was angry. Yeah. He was angry. And uh, a byproduct of you being raised in church and you're the one that's staying, but you're focused on what everyone else is doing byproduct of that is, is you're going to be angry because you're doing things for the wrong reasons. You know, we're, we're not here for anybody else. We're not here for the glitz and the glamor and, and uh, uh, somebody to stand up and clap for me when I do something that I'm supposed to do. I'm here to serve the father. And that's what this elder son I believe is missing is that the son that was went away, man, he did waste a lot of time, but he now has humbled himself and came back to the father. Even though he stayed this whole time, and this elder son, his his attitude and his heart is still not in the right place. Yeah, and Garrett, I think one thing to think about when it comes to comes to this old older son, and that we find ourselves in this spot, is that I mean we don't go to church to receive recognition, and I don't serve in the ministries to 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 have people applaud for me, and we need we need to understand that sometimes you're just going to be faithful, and you might think that. I deserve a little bit more recognition, but that's not what it's about. And if we mm -hmm. do get that to that point, Garrett, man, I hope that the Lord can, can touch my heart and realize, okay, I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. But also kind of on the other side, if you do have someone in your church, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's a faithful member, maybe someone that's just serving in a ministry and it's just been there since you can remember, man, maybe make it a point to go out of your way and to thank them. You know, I wonder when it comes to this topic, I wonder if the father, I know the father represents God, the father, and of course us coming back to him. But I wonder, wonder what it would have been like if, 
you know, he received some encouragement. I'm not saying that this parable of the father is wrong. The father is the picture of the Lord, but what if someone along the way, Garrett, just a thought here, were to show some appreciation and Garrett, I'm sure you've been there sometimes, but there's been some times I'm just having a, man, I'm just having a rough day. <laughs> I'm having a, a rough Sunday and things are going wrong, or maybe I've, I've been dealing with a whole lot and, and no one knows what's going on. But if there's someone that comes by and, and shows some some appreciation, that, that goes a long way. So I think it would be a good challenge is is for me and Garrett, for you to, to look around for those, maybe those people that have been, been in our church, they've been teaching a science school class for 30 years, 40 years, and write them a note. Tell them that they're appreciated. And again, they, they shouldn't be doing that to receive the note. They shouldn't be working in that ministry to have a pat on the back. But, but man, may I do my part on making other people feel appreciated and that, hey, what you're doing, it's it's making an impact. It's making a difference whether you, you think it or not. And Garrett, maybe that was wrong, but that that's just kind of one of my thoughts here when it yeah. how to how to work on that and and how to eliminate that in our church. Is, mm-hmm. And if we could appreciate um, appreciate uh, the people in our church, and that's one of the ways that we can do that. Yeah. But also, I, I think Garrett, I, I think he he's he was the older son was in the wrong when it came to comparing himself, and he looked at himself and he looked at the other son his brother, and he looked back at himself, said, I'm in the field, he's not, I haven't sinned, he has, I've stayed here, and he left, and there, I think there's a danger when it comes to comparing yourself. Yeah, I like that perspective that you brought us to, you know, I've never really thought of it that way, um, but I think that's something that we can gain, you know, from this passage, is that we look and we see that, man, there's a lot that's going on here, and there's a lot of different perspectives that you can see from this, this elder son, yeah. because, you know, when I look at the the kid that came back, right? Um, you know, we we talk about the story. We mainly talk about the prodigal son. Oh yeah. And even even to this day, we find ourselves in a spot where it's like, man, we still don't talk about this elder son. And mm-hmm. I like that you you brought it kind of together to say, man, there's people that are in their position and they have been doing the right thing for a long time, and giving them a, a word of encouragement man, writing them a note, letting them know that, that you see what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, but on, on the flip side of that, I guess the other side of, of the ditch, if you want to say is when you are in that position where you're doing the right thing, you're doing what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do, uh, man, you, you should make sure your intentions are trying to serve other people, trying to make sure that you're going to be the best person that you can be Sunday in and out. And, uh, you know, I, I can get in that position. I know there's been Sundays where I've, I've stood up, I've taught, and I've been like, does anybody even care that I'm doing what I'm doing? You know, <laughs> is anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> you plan, you plan an activity and it's like, I feel like I was just a waste of time or, you yeah. know, there's all sorts of stuff that you could be doing, but you know, when we look at eternity, everything it has an impact and we can't always see it. Yeah. And this, this elder son, man, what, what an encouragement he could have been oh, yeah. uh, to the younger son that came back. Uh, but he was, he missed that influence and we can miss the influence by, by our own pride and our own selfishness of saying, man, you know, why, why can't it be this way? Or why can't I get the glory for so on and so forth where we miss the influence in other people's lives where we could have been an impact mm-hmm. and could have made a difference in someone else. If we just would have gotten our eyes off ourselves and, and put it on other people. Yeah. And, and one of the things one of the things about the, this older son, and, and you kind of mentioned it there about having a chance to be an influence to him. I wonder, again, this is a parable. This is not a real life story, but 
this is a story that the Lord told. And I think we can look at it and examine it. And I think every word matters, but I wonder about this, this younger son, he came back, they celebrated, but after all the celebration, after all the, 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 the glamour and the, the food that was eaten after all this, I wonder how that relationship would have worked out. I mean, he's still there. He's probably going to be working with his brother and probably serving his brother for a very long time, if not the rest of his life. I wonder if the older son would have put his pride aside and decided, you know what? I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to be glad my, my younger son is here or my younger brother. I'm sorry, is here. I wonder if that would have affected you know, the future. I wonder if the, the, the younger son there, if, if he would have wanted to stay, you know, he came back and, and hopefully he, he, he would have stayed the rest of his time at the father's house. But if that older son never, never welcomed him, that, that would have been very difficult. And the, the truth I'm trying to say, Garrett is, you know, in our churches, when someone goes astray or maybe in the teen department or, whatever it may be, and they, they go and they do some things they shouldn't have done, and they find themselves back at church. It would be a lot easier for them to be faithful in long haul if we just understand that, yeah, they did some things they shouldn't have done, but I'm going to join together with them, and I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to help them, and hopefully that we can get through this, and they can be faithful, and they can stay at the Father's house. They can stay at church the rest of the time, and I think that's that's one thing to think about. And Garrett, in verse 31, it says, and, and this is the father talking to the son, and I think there's something to think about. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I, ha- I have is thine. I think two things to think about for those that are faithfully serving the Lord and can find themselves being discouraged or even upset when someone returns and, and everyone celebrates. Was number one, just keep on working. He was in the field uh, when his brother returned. Keep on working. And number two, Realize that you're going to be rewarded for your faithfulness ahead. And if this older son just would have remembered, I mean, he says, all that I have is thine. That he didn't lose his reward, his inheritance for the future. I I believe the farm, wherever they're at, I believe that the father is going to hand it down to the older son. He just needs to remember that. And remember, we have rewards in heaven for the work we're doing here on earth, even though uh, we might not feel appreciated. Hmm. I like that in the end of that passage, he says, you know, everything I have, everything that I have, you have, and all that is mine is thine. And God has, has everything in his word put in there for a purpose. Yeah. And even with this younger son coming back, this elder son could have had exactly what he had if he just follows God's will mm-hmm. in his life. And I think it's challenging for me, you know, even though I may be doing the right thing, be in the right place where I should be you know, everything that God has put in his word, I'm able to obtain, you know, the characteristics that God has, the, the fruits of the spirit, the armor of God, and all those things can be mine. And I just don't take hold of them. um, Because maybe I'm focused on whatever may be around me. And it's very easy to get on the temporal things of this earth. The son, the older son was worried about a robe. He's worried about, you know, what they were having to eat. And we can be so focused on all the material things here on earth mm-hmm. where it's like, man, I wish I had this or I wish I had that, or I wish I you know, was able to do this or that. But, but God has put in our hearts things that no one can even buy or obtain yeah. without him. And, uh, and you, you can't, as they say, you can't buy happiness. You can't obtain some of these things without the work of the Lord in your heart. 
And when I see from this, this story of the prodigal son, you know, I think the elder son for me is more convicting than maybe the, the younger son. And that, man, this elder son, he was in the right place, right time, but he just didn't have his heart where it needed to be. And if I'm not careful, you know, I can, I cannot have my heart where it needs to be as well. And so Dalton, how about you give us a few closing thoughts and um, kind of wrap up uh, on this prodigal son? Yeah. And you mentioned kind of the temporal focus of, of this older son here. And he makes, makes pretty uh, a big mention of the fatted calf. He's like, I, you didn't kill a, you know, a fatty calf for me. And he put a high price on that. I wonder, I wonder if they've, they were, you know, had this calf here and they, they were preparing it to, to have a big feast and it seemed like he was very concerned about that. But, but also you mentioned some of the things that we have that, money can't buy or the world can't give us. And today, today is a Thursday. We, we recorded this podcast. Well, I preached a, a chapel message today to our, our academy about better than gold. And there's three different things in the Bible that, that are mentioned that's better than gold. And those things, again, money can't buy uh, the grace, the, the word of God in our life, favor of God and the wisdom of God, those three things there. And, and may we understand that we stay faithful to the Lord, we're going to have some things in our life. Yeah, we might look around and say, man, I wonder why I didn't get that. I, didn't, I wonder why I wasn't blessed with that. But I believe that there are some blessings in our life we look at and examine and say, man, there's there's nothing that would replace that. And you think about the relationship between the older son and the father, Garrett, as we kind of close this out, how there was nothing that strained it. He it says that he didn't disobey him. He stayed there with him. And in the long run, his relationship with the father was very strong, even though they didn't have a big celebration that he never left his side. His father knew that, that he had been faithful to him. And sometimes rewards like that, you, you can't replace it, that relationship you can have uh, with the father there. And as we think about the parable uh, of, the, of the, the prodigal son here, you have the younger son we talked about in the last podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, I'd encourage you to go back and, and do so. Who, who took his living, took his inheritance, and went wild with it. And then we talked about today the old elder son. And a lot of us listening to the podcast will fall into this category here where we're doing right. We're not perfect. We mess up. But, I mean, we're not living – we're not in the, out in the world going completely opposite of what God would want for us, that we're, we're faithful and we're serving him. But these are some warning signs. And we, we know in this chapter, I believe it's verse 10, it talks about – how heaven rejoices over a sinner that, that repents. And, and may we have that attitude. And let's don't be angry. Let's don't be jealous. Let's don't compare with other people. But when we see someone come in, may we come by their side, help them, be an encouragement to them. And those that, that are serving faithful, maybe we can say a word of encouragement, write them a note this week, and just let them know that they are appreciated. And so they don't have to feel like they ever have to get this point that the older son got to. And if maybe we can do our job and, and make sure that the people in our life that, that has invested in us, that we make sure that they understand that we're very thankful. And Gary, I, I think that this parable here, again, a lot of focus on the younger son. I'm glad we took time to talk about the older son today. I, I think it's a big help. and I think it's, it's convicting to me uh, serving in the ministry, working as a youth pastor to, to not fall in this category that the older son was in. I, I think we, we can, we can be guilty of that. Absolutely. And, and whether you're in a season where you feel like you're the prodigal son and 
and you're maybe not as close to God as you once were, or maybe you feel like you're more the elder son and there's just seems like you're kind of spinning your wheels and there's not really a lot going on. Uh, there's both tweaks in both of those spots. And, and really the main focus is getting your eyes back on the father and the father is, is why we do what we do. And, and God is why we're, why we're serving in ministry. Uh, while you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening because you want to better your relationship with the father. And it's all about a relationship. You know, we, we focus on a lot of service and I believe tonight, like you said, Thursday night, you know, we'll, we'll go teen souling at our church and I'll go souling out tonight and give the gospel and, and service is not less important per se, but, but our relationship, if we neglect it, that's where we get in, in a state yeah. of bitterness and, and frustration and, and we walk away from the father because we say, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And it's our relationship with Christ and, and with, with our heavenly father that we need, because just like here on earth, I need a relationship with my father to get advice. I need relationship uh, with my father to be able to gain wisdom from him and understanding on how to live life. And with my heavenly father, so much the more that he knows exactly what needs to be done in my life, what, what I'm thinking, what I'm going through. And he wants to be able to have a relationship with me. And if you're not where you should be, the father's waiting in open arms, uh, either, either side of the coin. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, man, come in in the party and uh, come, come back home. And uh, whether you're close to the father or not, and you're listening to this podcast, I, I agree that all of us can learn something from this prodigal son story. Yeah. And so I, I'm glad that we we're able to go over it and focus a little bit on both aspects of it. And we appreciate y'all listening and joining us on the podcast each and every week. And I know that this season already has been a help to me, uh, just being able to study the parables and hopefully they've been a blessing to you. Let us know if something has been a blessing to you, reach out to us on our social media, Instagram page, uh, or if you have a Dalton or I's number, let us know that it's been a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but signing off for the podcast today for me and Dalton, have a great day in Jesus.